from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Well, that opening was just a little bit on the late side, and uh, it's not Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. We were having a few technical difficulties, but I think we've got them all worked out. Uh, Ron Miller here, and uh, we've got uh, the Fair family on, uh, pavement late model racing experts in in this area uh we'll be calling them in actually just a couple of minutes uh, we're going to shuffle the program around just a little bit what do you think robin they're on they're not oh they're on you just got to turn your volume up there's there's a knob turn it turn it turn it turn it all right do you have it yet girl I got oh, nothing. There, oh, there you go. No? Oh, nope, I got nothing in my ears. Oh, okay, well. But that's okay. If you tell me I'm talking, I'm Mrs. Talking. Miller, plug her in over here. I am plugged, in over, plugged in over there. Oh, okay, well. All right. I'm dead. That's okay. All right. Well, you won't be able to hear the fares when they call in. I know. Anyway, we'll do it. That's a, all right. We're just going to keep. We're just, just We'll do a real quick recap we're of good. what went on last weekend. If you don't have dirt on dirt, um, the summer nationals have been going on on uh on dirt on dirt and uh the summer nationals tuesday uh kyle bronson got uh, a little bit of a roughed up treatment from tyler herb on on lap 10 of the feature uh herb did a uh, slide job that wasn't exactly clear and uh tagged bronson and put him into the fence just a little bit uh Fast forward to the last lap of the of the race. Kyle Bronson caught up with Tyler Erb and did exactly the same move. And uh, Tyler Erb bounced off the fence, nearly rolling over. And uh, Bronson went on to win. A uh, lot of controversy over that one, whether it was uh, called for or not. But uh, the way the way I saw it, uh, it was exactly the same move, and uh, it was pretty cool. I. I I think uh, I think what goes around in racing, or what comes around, goes around, and uh, you know, if you want somebody to race you clean, you race them clean. Anyway, Bronson won. Pierce was second. Uh, Brian Shirley third. Uh, Brandon Shepard fourth, and Rusty Schlink, local racer, was fourth. Uh, Moving on to Wednesday at Peoria, uh, Brian Shirley won. Pierce Heckenast and Rusty Schlink finished fourteenth. Um, it uh, it was a pretty good race. I uh, I don't know. It it seems as though the tracks this year have been a little bit lacking. I don't know if it's because of the rain or uh, if the guys are just kind of running out of talent. Not really sure. Something I do want to mention to our uh, local listeners is that uh, Rock the River in Toledo yep. is. Friday and Saturday this week, uh, the uh, hydroplanes, the high-powered boats will be on the Maumee River. Heat races Friday at 3 p.m., and uh, Saturday is the finals. I'm not really sure uh, of the time on, on Saturday, but uh, you can go on Facebook to Rock the River Toledo. And uh, look at all the information, and it's all free. It's all weekend. It's free. Really? It's all free, yeah. They'll have the boats down here. They'll have the drivers down here. There'll be vendors set up. There'll be all kinds of stuff. We were talking before we went on the air that uh, we had serviced that 
that, that event with fuel uh, quite a few years ago. And uh, if you've never seen the, the boats up close, it, it's really cool and uh, be up close in person all this year. Absolutely, and they do about 120 with right. tight turns and there, there will water. Be, uh, and there'll be, be driver cool. interviews, uh, chances to, or opportunities to get mm-hmm. uh, autographs and everything. Autographs, yeah. Yep, and Scott Sands will be down there tomorrow on the uh, water taxi doing his show live tomorrow from really? downtown on the water. Yep, so that'll be cool. It'll be fun. We'll all be down there. That's what we do. We uh, we told the fairs that we would be calling them. Harold Fair Jr. is going to be on. Max Fair and uh, their, their, their sponsor from... Uh, Ross Mortgage. Ross Mortgage, yes. Thank you. I did my homework. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, go ahead and give them a call. And... Uh, While we're doing that, uh, Lucas Oil is uh, at Taswell tomorrow night and uh, Florence for the Ralph Latham Memorial on Saturday. Both of those should be really big shows. Uh, Brownstown is tonight with uh, the UMP Summer Nationals. Hey, Harold, have we got you? Yes, you do. Hey, great. Um, We're going to ring up the other two. Uh, Welcome to Hammerdown Racing Report. I understand that you guys have been really, really busy lately, uh, building and repairing cars and uh, taking care of business as usual. Yes, we have. Um, we've expanded. We're going through some growing pains. We have seven cars running out of our shop right seven now. Seven cars. Now, uh, how many of those are for you, and uh, how many for Max? Well, we have one for Max right now, and then there's two cars for me. And then there's three cars for Hayden. Oh my! Yep. And then we have a we have one that's not quite done yet. We're and, still working on it. And and that one is for whoever puts their hand up. Uh, <laughs> we haven't decided yet. Okay. I, I might be. We we might be using that car. I might be using that car to go to the Jacasa race toward the end of the season. Um, hang on. Okay, yeah, we're going to put you on hold for just a second while we uh, ring up Max and Jason. Sure, sounds good to me. Good. As I was saying, uh, Lucas Oil's at Taswell tomorrow, Florence on Saturday. Brownstown is tonight with uh, the UMP Summer Nationals, and the weather down there was looking great, so I, I think that's uh, that one is definitely going to be a go. Um, while we're waiting for, I think we're waiting on Max, uh, Fox Sports said, uh, goodbye to old DW over the weekend. Daryl Waltrip signed off and, uh, it was, it was really kind of sad. You know, a lot of people love him. A lot of people thought he was a little grating, but, uh, I thought he brought a lot to the announcing booth and, uh, Hello? Max, Ron Miller. Yep. How you doing, bud? Right. Welcome, welcome I'm to Hammer Down Race. Welcome to Hammerdown Racing Report. Um, okay, well, let's let's try that again. Um, we're, we're trying to uh, trying to trying to get a handle on a new phone system here. I'm sorry for that. 
Nah, the board op's doing just fine. All right. Now I think we've got everybody. Harold, are you there? I am here. And Max? Yep, I'm here. All right. Wonderful. The moderns, modern technology is amazing. Yeah. Sure. Let's get Jason on. Let's make it a group We need him. This is Jason. Jason, Ron Miller, Hammerdown Racing Report. Welcome. Um, we had just one little technical glitch. Uh, we've got to get Harold back on his line. Hang on just one minute. Okay. Uh, let's see what we can do. One more time. All right. Sorry about that. We're, we're playing telephone merry-go-round here on Hammerdown Racing Report. Okay, so we have everybody? No. no we got two. So we don't have Max? I don't think so. All right. And we can't take him. What happened if we take it? Take... I think one of them will drop. Okay. Well, let, let's let's give Max a... Oh, there we go. We've got everybody. We've got Harold, Max, and Jason. Right? You there, Jason? I'm here. All right, wonderful. We were talking with Max a little bit about uh, the 43 race cars that you guys have got in the shop. Um, <laughs> it seems like it at times, I'm sure. Jason, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Uh, I know you're a big part of the, the Fair Family Racing Program. Absolutely. Um, enjoying the heck out of it. Um, huge, huge race fan. Raced a little bit in uh, street stocks and IMCA and iCar Modified. Um, went off from there and, and got into the mortgage business. And no, wait a minute. How, how does how does racing tie in with the mortgage business? Oh, it's it's a fantastic fit for us. Um, you know, it's just it's a great opportunity to you know expand our business into different markets. Sponsoring um, in New Smyrna Speedway this winter. We're going to be doing. Um, uh, launching our Florida logo and our Florida branches down there. We're already in Florida, and um, we've expanded into Ohio and Indiana, and that's why the ARCA and CRA partnership has been so valuable for us right now. And um, got my kids into quarter midget racing into the USEC .25 program when they were just five years old and just kept racing the kids until it was time for them to go late model racing. Okay. We uh, we have an awful lot of friends. As a matter of fact, our guests from a couple of weeks ago are, are big into quarter midgets, and they're just about at the point where they're going to transition out into something else. So uh, pretty familiar with that program. 
I've been uh, president of the Toledo Quarter Midget Club, so I've spent a lot of time in Maumee and Lucas County, so it's just been a great fit for us to use ARCA and CRA to expand into Ohio and Indiana markets. Okay, so tell us real quickly a little bit about your racing, and then we'll get back to uh, to Max and Harold. And uh, while we're talking to them, uh, feel free to jump in at any time. Absolutely. Um, so, so your involvement with the fairs is uh, as a sponsor or mentor or... It's just been a great fit for us. It's just um, I didn't have the knowledge, the time, you know, to invest, you know, into a super late model program and an outlaw program. And and, um, and, and just Carl Bumgardner has been an amazing friend of mine and my family for 30-plus years. And then I was just having lunch with Carl one day um, from Royal Truck and Trailer, and um we're having lunch, and I says, hey, I think I can do this. I don't have the time, the knowledge, and um, it's just not a fit. We're not going to be able to do super late model racing. And then Carl said, hold on, let me call Harold Fair Jr. And that's where Harold's life might have taken a turn for the worse at that point. I don't know. But, <laughs> so, you know, but um, it's just been a really nice fit for, for, for our family, for sure, because they just work their butts off in that shop and, and give us great, great equipment. So, I uh, I, I know that uh, anytime they show up at the racetrack, they're they're ready to do battle. Yes, yes, and and, and I think we've we've making a really strong investment into you know technology in the shop with the the pull down rigs and and obviously you know Terry Seneker's relationship with the Fair family and and Brandon Ernest and. You know, it's just a really great fit, and Caitlin's super smart, and Max works his butt off, and and the whole package is just coming around really nice. And then, you know, my, my wife works at Ross Mortgage Corporation also, and she was able to talk with the executive board, and they decided to do this two-race sponsorship with ARCA and CRA for these two races at Toledo and Flat Rock. And, and I just think... A lot of corporations and small businesses, you know, we have broke even and are now profitable as a company from our sponsorship. And we're, we're going to, you know, add more dollars to this thing with New Smyrna Speedway this winter and, and ARCA and CRA and Flat Rock's been a great sponsorship, you know, partner with Scott Schultz there. Um, but, you know, the race fans are exceptionally loyal and we're able to track where all of our referral sources come from. Well, and, and that was that was my business. next that was my next question. You know, have you found that what we've always said is that race fans are are extremely loyal, and you found that to be true? Absolutely. For us to make the monetary commitment that we did, and again, these are dollars that not are not put into the race team that we're talking about. These were dollars that were put into these two races. We as a corporation right now are broke even and now moving towards being profitable off of the first round of sponsorship, our very first year of being involved with ARCA and CRA. That's why we're going to expand this winter with NASCAR and C- and uh, New Smyrna Speedway. And, um, you know, it's just been a great, great fit for our company because other, you know, branches of Ross Mortgage are seeing results. They're seeing new business and new business opportunities. Race fans are loyal. Jason, um, we need to get back to the fairs here in a couple of minutes, but um, 
tell us how the our, our listeners can uh, get in touch with you if uh, if they ha- have need for a mortgage service. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it's super simple. You can go to rossmortgage.com and and or find me on Facebook and and um, just hit my Jason Sprague mortgage team and and uh, we can go from there. We've got an exceptional product that's called the Ross Racer. And um, so the race fans that come in, you know, they get some help on some closing costs and, and their, their file is expedited and we're, and we're closing their purchases and refinances in, in a very short amount of time. That's, that's really cool. And uh, your services are, are available, Michigan, Ohio? Yeah, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Louisiana, um, in Florida, I've got, you know, a long, long presence uh, since about 2004 in Florida, and um, we just continue to grow, you know, big time in Florida. We're in Maryland, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. So we're a 70-year-old mortgage bank, so we underwrite and fund our own mortgages, and, um, and we continue to expand, and we enjoy the expansion. We enjoy the partnership that we have with ARCA and CRA and all of motorsports right now. We're talking with Jason Sprague from Ross Mortgage and uh, big sponsor of, of racing in the area. And uh, I think we need to jump back over to the Fair family and see what they've been up to. Jason, we really appreciate your time. Hang in there, and like I said, if you have anything you want to add, uh, just jump right in. Absolutely. Max, let's talk to you for a few minutes. All right. We didn't bore, we didn't <laughs> bore you too much there talking with your sponsor, did we? No, it's always good to hear Jason talk. Good, good. Tell us a little bit about your racing program. Uh, well, this year I started off my first year racing in uh, the street stocks at Flat Rock, and uh, it's been really good so far, but we're still trying to figure out street stocks again because I know it's been a long time since anyone in my family has driven a street stock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, tell us a little bit real quick about your family and uh, all of their years in, in uh, pavement racing throughout the Michigan, Ohio, Indiana area. Well, Where, where did that, it start first? Uh, I know my grandpa started and used to race in ASA back in the day. And then... I know my dad's been racing around forever, but uh, I've really been involved with this since I was in, like, second grade, I think. So I've been around it my whole life, pretty much. How how did you personally get started in racing, other than having been around it? Did you race quarter midgets or go-karts or any, uh, any, no. any of those kid kind of things? No, I just always went to the track with uh, my dad and, helped out on the cars and then this year has been my first year actually driving very good so you were one of the kids uh that would sneak off under the grandstands and play with the plastic cars no no that wasn't you no i'm pretty invested in watching the races i like to sit there and see them all the way through very good where do you see yourself let's say in five years of going from street stocks to to where Hopefully it's uh, uh, super late models and outlaws, late models, and anything that, that's fast, really. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Absolutely. 
you uh, what has been your uh, your high point so far this year in the street stocks? Uh probably the first race I finished. I've had some bad luck so far, but that first finish was a relief. I'll bet. Yeah. We've uh, we've got a lot of friends and listeners uh that that are racing in the street stock division up there. Uh Landon Schuster and uh, the Leah family, um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of really great people. So, so you're in good company. Yeah, for sure. It's a pretty good series up here. And uh, have you uh, any thoughts of running any shows at Toledo? Uh, I, I'm sure your car is up up to the uh, sportsman specs there. If you wanted to. Yeah. So far, I've just been focusing on getting Flat Rock down and just trying to get as much seat time there as I can. Very and good. getting them into one of the new prolates because we got new prolates sitting there, so it's going to be a great natural progression to get Max, you know, into a prolate after having this uh, this season of Flat Rock going. So that would be definitely a great plan for Max because he definitely has the talent. Now, I think we've talked about the Prolates a little bit earlier in the year. Now, they, they are a, a crate late model um, for, for uh, younger racers? Well, the crates can be for any racer. Okay. But they are a crate dealership motor that follow the ABC committee rules, like the CRA Prolate. Sure. And we see a lot of younger drivers coming up in in those cars, and it is a natural progression upward towards the supers or towards the, the cup level. I've I've been amazed with Speed Fifty One on Mav TV, uh, where where they've got the younger drivers in some crate late models and uh, awesome car control with those kids, and it, it seems to be bringing that younger generation back into racing, and and we desperately need that. Yes, we do. Um, Harold, what uh, what are your thoughts on uh, your your kid racing? I I know I've been involved with my son racing, and boy, sometimes it's 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 a whole lot tougher than driving. It sure can be tougher than driver. I've been finding over the last, not just since Max drove, but since we've been running cars and since I've been running with Hayden Sprague. It's harder in the grandstands than in the car. Um, my my wife's nodding her head in yeah, agreement. Yeah, I, I go along with that too. Um, it's yeah. tough being on the wait, other side. Wait until that first race with your kid. Oh yeah. I, I've I've been doing that for quite a few years now, and uh, I'm not sure I like it as much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At that minute, it's like, do you or don't you? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know? But I will guarantee, Harold, that uh, when you're racing against uh, against Max, you won't give him an inch. You you won't rub him dirty, but he, no freebies. There you go. You race hard all the time. That's Absolutely. it. Harold, why don't you? Well, our hardest part is always to you know try to keep Harold Fair Senior out of the driver's oh. suit. That's that's the. Uh, that's the real t- challenge that we have as a team because he just pushes us out of the way and says, let me in that car. I'll show you guys how to do this. Well, and, and that was where I was going to head next. Yep. Uh, ha- has Dad completely retired? or 
dad's pretty much retired now. Pretty much. From the driver's seat. From the driver's seat. Pretty much. Interview. Yeah, he's still 100% involved with our racing. <laughs> Every right. night of the week. What uh, what do you do during the week? Uh, are you are you full time racer? You work in the shop and uh, then go racing, or no? We uh, have a construction business, and we've been working for the government for about twenty years now. That uh, so that sounds like a pretty much full time, pretty full time deal there too. We put our forty to fifty hours in a week during the day at the construction business, and then we put our whatever we have left in us at the race shop. What uh, what, what are your plans uh, long-range long in racing? I, I know you've been doing it quite a while now. Um, you're, you're probably beyond the point of having aspirations of going to NASCAR, but uh, where, where do you see uh, Harold Fair Jr. in five years? Well, what I'd like to do is have myself a couple of cars where I can run some specials or real large races and move into renting cars out on a weekly basis for series to younger drivers to bring them up and kind of mentor them a little bit and get them some good car control and move them on up to where they want to be there and there's a huge market for that uh i know bill venderini does does a good job with the arca cars um and, and you see yourself doing the same thing with uh the late model program that that's our aspiration is to have a couple of supers a few prolates and then some uh field motor cars and and take some kids and run them around you know, in tracks they can be comfortable and run right up front. So you don't have a problem with the crate motors? I know a, a lot of racers kind of shrug their shoulders when you ask them about that. Um, you, you don't you don't have a problem with the crates? I I actually do not have a problem with the crates. When I came from the supers, which are unlimited, right? I thought I'd have a real issue with it. But the racing is real close in times, and then you can work on your chassis to get the corner speed and your driving ability to to actually make the passes. So you've run the crate cars, the supers, and the outlaw cars uh, all recently? Within the last six months. Oh, wow. That... Uh that seems kind of ambitious, but uh, you, you mentioned earlier that, uh, actually, I think Jason mentioned that uh, you've got a pull-down rig. Um, how has that advanced your your own racing, and uh, do you uh, do you work with other teams with that uh, with that equipment? Well, we just picked up this equipment last winter, and there's a large learning curve here. So I don't. We haven't been working on other teams cars yet we're still getting educated uh, I, I guess 40 50 hours a week uh, at, at a real job slows down the uh, the learning curve it's yeah a little bit cool um, let's go back to Max um, Max do you uh, do you have any plans this year of uh, hopping in 
one of the crate cars or even a super or are you going to be happy just just to run uh flat rock with the street stocks uh well we've talked about uh running a pro late model up at springport later in the year okay but i think other than that mostly just street stocks for now and springport's a pretty forgiving racetrack I, I think the family has a lot of history there. Yes. Harold, um, high points and low points in your career. I, I know you've had a few wrecks. Um, let's talk about some of the high points. What, well, we uh, have what, what's your, two what's glass your city wins. Yeah, two glass cities. Uh, I guess what's your most favorite win? Oh, that's really hard to say. And, and, hey. and how long have you been uh, in the Supers? In the Super Outlaws, I think since about 95 or 6. Why don't you explain to our listeners, I know we've got a lot of dirt fans, the difference between the uh, the Supers and uh, the ASA or uh, template-bodied cars. Well, actually, the dirt guys would understand it because the bodies are unlimited and you have really no motor rolls. We deal with a roof height, a spoiler height, minimum weight, and a couple width rolls. So then, the aerodynamics are a big deal with those. The aerodynamics play a large part of our racing in those cars. We uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago uh, about how important the aero is becoming with the dirt late models. Um one of the well-known drivers uh, down in Florida during Speed Weeks uh, in a post-race interview said that he had pulled up behind a car uh, with a couple laps to go, and he picked up a bad aero push, and it made him go up over the cushion and, and lost a couple of spots. And I thought to myself, wow, does, does aero push and dirt late model really belong in the same sentence? And uh, I, I guess the same thing would hold true then, uh, with your outlaw super late models? Well, you know, the easiest way for me to describe it is if you're driving down the freeway and you put your hand out the window. Right. If you can feel that air at 55 to 70 miles an hour, think about what it is at 150. Oh, sure. So I, I really believe air plays an effect on every one of our race cars. But the less rules you have, the better you can get through that air. Right. Now, you also run the template-bodied cars. You have a couple of them in-house? We have four of those in-house. And do they drive much differently than your outlaw car? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Different animal altogether. Um, Motor-wise, uh, horsepower numbers shouldn't be that significantly different. I, I know that... Uh, the outlaw cars, as you said, have an open motor roll, but uh, uh, I, I know that the uh, the template body cars seem to be yeah, pretty powerful. Well, in the crate class, we're dealing with about 430 to 450 horsepower. In the seal class, which is still a template body, we're in the 620s to 640s, and we have a couple outlaw motors here, between 750 and 800 horsepower. That'll get your attention. 
Just a little. Real quick. <laughs> what, uh, what, uh, you've had a couple of crashes. Uh, tell us about them and, and you know, how, uh, how, how you dealt with them. Well, you just get out of the car and jump right back in it next weekend. <laughs> Try not to think about what aches or hurts and keep going. And uh, the cars don't heal themselves? No, that's usually all nighters at the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I understand that. I, I really appreciate you guys spending some time with us tonight and uh, look forward to uh, watching you uh, maybe win another Glass City race. Well, that would be great. Max? I do want to say real quick, uh, anybody that can... You know, if you go on to Fair Racing Development, we're going to do another um, 20-ticket giveaway this weekend for the Toledo race for the Ross Spring 200 that was moved because of the rain delay. Um, but if you get onto FRD's Facebook site, and um, we're going to have that drawing here in the next day. Give away 20 more tickets. FRD would be Fair Racing Development? Absolutely. Right. And then we're going to have an outlaw on display, probably... Um, if it's ready, we can take um, Harold's that he just won the fair memorial race with at Flat Rock a couple weeks ago, and we're going to have one on display right at the front gates of the main gates at Toledo Speedway, and you can pick up your tickets there. Um, other than Ross Mortgage, uh, before we go, are there any sponsors that uh, you folks want to talk about? Well, we have, um, besides Ross, but we have Royal Truck and Trailer, who's been with us for a real long time. And they're like our major players. And who do we have in associates, Jason? DTS. Drive has always specialist. been a great, great partner. So DTS has always been a great partner. Horvath Design, HD5 um, from the west side of the state. Does our body, uh, body wraps on the 41 and the 81. Um, and he's always been great for us over there. Very good, and uh, good luck to you guys uh, the rest of the summer, and uh, maybe look forward to seeing Dad hop in one of the uh, one of the crate cars. I, I, I know things slow down a little bit in those cars, and uh, it'd be good to see him back. Well, I think we're going to see Max before that, though. All <laughs> so, right. Get ready, Max. All right, Max. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much, guys, and appreciate your time. All yeah, right, grateful. Thank you for, thank you for the opportunity. The Fair Family Racing, Max Harold Harold Jr. and uh, Jason Sprague from Ross Mortgage. Well, seems as though they're still on the line. Uh, <laughs> okay. That button on the very end. Nope, up, straight up, over. Oh, there you yeah. go. All right. Um, what about if we go to the weekend weather forecast? Do you think we can get that up? Yeah. Yeah? Very good. Oakshade Raceway and Attica Raceway this weekend have the uh, Attica Oakshade Challenge uh, for the Dirt Late Models. Uh, have, we, have, we got, yeah. have we got it potted up? Well, cool. Let's listen to the weekend weather forecast. <laughs> 
This is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Now we're starting to hit our stride a little bit. Oh yeah, the summertime heat is back here and we're getting ready for a big weekend of races. Let's talk about Friday first, Limeland and Attica. Look for a chance for a couple late day showers or thunderstorms. These would be more of the typical summertime variety. It's hot, it's humid. Most of us are likely to stay dry, but keep an eye peeled. May get a dark sky and a bolt of lightning or two. Saturday, more of the same, but I think the rain chances actually goes down as we get later in the day. So great for race start times at seven o'clock for Oakshade, Flat Rock, Sandusky. We've got Fremont as well. We're going to have a front that comes through. Should whip the wind around late Saturday from a south wind to a north wind. That's going to drop the humidity. So Toledo Speedway, 3 o'clock start time on Sunday. Looks great. Probably the pick race forecast of the weekend there in Toledo. Low humidity, temperatures in the 80s, lots of sunshine. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. Be sure to download your free First Alert weather app. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. And as always, we appreciate Ryan Weekman. Um... Make sure you check uh, with your local tracks. Those afternoon showers could play a little bit of a factor, but the sun has uh, dried out and most of the facilities. Yeah. And uh, Two weeks straight. Woohoo! I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, you know, the Summer Nationals, let me find my notes. Uh, as of last night, they've had 15, 15 races scheduled, and they've gotten seven of them in. Crazy. The Just summer crazy. nationals. Uh, in, in case, in case you're not up to speed on the on the summer nationals, it's a dirt late model program. Uh, Twenty eight races, I believe, in thirty one days, um, and they've rained off eight of the fifteen scheduled. Um, I, I I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. Uh, they're going to be, be racing be, into uh, November at this yeah, point yeah. in time. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, because we probably won't have snow. It'll probably be, you know. Right. Well, we can't forget October 3rd at Sandusky Speedway. I know, right? The yeah. Dirty 30. Um, in, in case you've been living living, living in, in a vacuum. Or under and, a rock or under yeah, an umbrella. Yeah, right. Well, lots of umbrellas I lately. Know, I know. Um, dirty 30 at Sandusky Speedway, October 3rd. Uh, dirt late models with dirt rules on the pavement. Sandusky trucks and Oakshade bombers on the dirt with dirt tires and pavement dirt versus dirt uh, front-wheel drive cars. Um, I think it's going to be a great show. You can go to Hammerdown Racing Report, and uh, if you think you would like to participate in that, uh, we, we would, we'd like to know about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Absolutely, you, it'll be fun. You can sign up, uh, no commitment, no nope. pre-entry, but uh, we'd like to be able to announce who's going to be there. It'll be fun. And uh, yeah, well, it's, it's going to be a fun show. It will be. And uh, I, I know that uh, the folks over at Sandusky are working on some kind of high-profile uh, racers that uh, yep, could be really fun. Could be a good time. Oh, it's going to be a great race. It'll be fun. And uh, it, it has nothing in common with the hangover race on New Year's Except Day. Except it'll be warm as opposed yeah, to being that's cold. Right, that's right. Well, <laughs> will be and, ice. And, won't and, be. and the way with the season, seasons have been lagging lately. Uh, okay, let me ask this. Can we throw water balloons as opposed to snowballs? I would prefer no. Okay, I'm just asking. Asking yeah. for a friend. Just yeah. asking for a friend. Because um, that snowball thing is kind of fun. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with a no on that one. When you get to hit the guy in the, you know, the um, flagman. Remember? Free hot dog, hit the flagman. We, we can check with 
with Chris, Chris? And, and the folks at Sandusky, yeah, but okay. I, I'm I'm going with no on a water balloon. Just asking for a friend. Okay, okay yeah. I think uh, I think we're going to wrap this show up tonight. I I'd, right. I'd like to go get something to eat. It's, I know, me too. I'm kind of hungry. It's kind of. Oh, yeah. Where are we going? I don't know. We got all kinds of places downtown. Yeah, we'll figure that we'll out. We'll figure that out when we're done. Don't forget uh, if you want to see some racing on the water. Uh, yeah, come on down tomorrow. Downtown Toledo is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. You going to be, be around there, Robin? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely, that's what we do. Miss okay. Robin will be there. Oh, I will, I will, I will. Buddy Kofoid, our, our guest from two weeks ago, um, ran the uh, Sprint Car Speed Week and uh, showed very well up until the last race and uh, had a spectacular last lap pass for the lead. And uh, 17 years old, $10,000 to win race. And... Uh, our record's intact with our guests mm-hmm. do, going on and doing, and doing very, really well. doing very, very well in, uh, in the coming awesome, races. That's an awesome, thing, yeah. I, I just, I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with, with Buddy Kofoid, 17 years old, and the parallels that uh, we, we talked about the last couple of weeks between him and uh, Jeff Gordon. We need that. But, we uh, need those young racers. That's the future and, and, of the sport. And, and it's a really, it's a, it's a feel-good story yeah, about uh, a local team with a, with absolutely. a driver that uh, is definitely going to go a long way. Yep, absolutely. That's awesome. That is awesome. I think we uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up. We very much appreciate everybody listening absolutely. and uh, I need to tell everybody we will not be on the air next Thursday. It's the 4th of July and uh, we're going to spend some time with our families. Absolutely. We appreciate absolutely. everybody listening and uh, see you in 2 weeks. See ya. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.